What's up, Rock family? Rock's up, Rock family. I'm so excited about this message. And every, every week I say that because I really am. But I want to pray a prayer for all of you as we get into this message that God would challenge you and you would give God the opportunity and the freedom to challenge you. Stretch your thinking and your concept about what we're going to talk about today. Um, my name is Miles Fierson. I'm pastor of the Rock Church. Uh, please click the share button and all of your social media share buttons uh, for this message because I believe it's going to challenge people as we continue our series called Difference Maker that is going to equip you to be a difference maker at a whole different level. So before we start, let's get on our knees and pray. Let's get on our knees and pray. And wherever you are in your house, sitting on your couch, in your pajamas, wherever you're at, I'm just going to challenge you to get on your knees. Look to the person next to you. If you're with somebody, then let's get on our knees and pray to God. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for this word. Lord, I pray people allow you to stretch their idea of how you have gifted them. And I pray you would, they would allow you to stretch their concept of how you want to use them in the kingdom and the impact that they were created to make. Prepare our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three. Say word. In your house. In your house. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, one of the best um, parts of birthdays and Christmas is that we get gifts. We get gifts. And I'm sure, you know, whenever you think about Christmas and, and birthdays, yes, we have cakes. Yes, there's a tree. Yes, there's Santa Claus. But especially when you're a little kid, it's all about what gift are you going to get? And whenever you receive a gift or give a gift, it's always a result of a relationship. It's one person giving the gift to another person. And in order for, for the gift to have its full effect and for it to be the best gift, the giver gives a gift to the receiver based on their relationship with the receiver. And the best gifts are the gifts given by people who kind of understand you, know you, know what you like. The clothes, I hate when I get gifts of stuff I'm never going to wear. Or you open it up and go, thanks, you ain't going to use it. How many of y'all got gifts, by the way, that you opened it up and that was the last you saw of it, last you used of it? Those aren't good gifts. The gifts, the great, the best gifts are the gifts where you get it and you go, I was needing this. This is exactly what I wanted. It fits, it's my color, it's my brand, it's something I'm going to wear. And that happens usually when the giver and the receiver have a relationship and the giver understands the receiver. And the gift, so the gift is maximized when the giver understands the receiver and gives a gift that's compatible with who they are. And the gift is maximized or enjoyed when the receiver opens the gift. Because you can give me a great gift, but if I don't open it, it doesn't do you any good. And then not only do I have to open it, I got to use it. I got to wear it. I got to ride it. If it's a bike, I got I to turn it on, whatever it is. I got to figure it out, hook it up to my computer, whatever it is. So I got to open it. I got to receive it. Today I want to talk about 
If you want to be a difference maker in the kingdom, you have to receive, open, and use the gifts that God has given you. You have to receive, open, and use the gifts that God has given you. A disciple is someone who uses the spiritual gifts and leverages the spiritual gifts that God has given us to expand the kingdom of God. Let's do a little review, a little review. Let me give a definition of a spiritual gift and we'll talk more throughout this message to clarify, but a spiritual gift is a spiritual instrument of the kingdom that facilitates the fulfillment of God's mission in your life. Yes, a spiritual gift is a, God, a grace of God to you that's a special empowerment that God has for you. But it's an instrument, a spiritual instrument of the kingdom of God that God gives you to fulfill your mission in your life. And I remember when we talked about Christmas and birthdays that someone gives me a gift according to my personality, the best gifts. Stuff that fits me, stuff that's my, my brand or, or stuff that I need or, or according to my, my mission in life or my purpose in life. God is going to give you a gift according to his call on your life so you can fulfill his mission that he gave you for your life. Now, this is very important for you to understand because when you think of the context of God equipping you to do what he's called you to do, it's going to be very important for you to understand that God is giving, God is the giver of the gift and he's going to give you a gift according to his mission on your life, his purpose that he's given you, what he knows about your future, that's the best gift, and you have to receive it, open it, and use it. If you don't receive it, if you don't open it, and you don't use it, it does no good. You don't fulfill your mission. So if you do not receive God's gift that he gave you according to your mission, if you don't open it, that he, the gift that he gave you according to your mission, if you don't use it, you will not fulfill your mission. You will not make the difference that God has given you. And what you have to understand is that God has plans for you way beyond what you could ask or imagine. Jeremiah 29.9 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts to give you peace, not evil, to give you a future and a hope. God's plan for you is way bigger than you imagine. This is so critical because we start getting into gifts. I've had so many conversations about people saying, well, I only have this gift. I only have this gift or I don't have this gift. Just remember, that is not for you to decide. God's the giver of the gift. And I'm going to bet you that you have access to gifts that you don't believe you have access to. So. Three questions we always ask as we go through this whole series. Three questions. One, are you leveraging your spiritual gifts to do ministry that expands the kingdom? If you're going to make a difference, if you're going to make a difference, three words, ministry, mentor, multiply. Are you leveraging your spiritual gifts to do ministry? We're going to see Jesus do the same thing. Are you doing ministry? Are you mentoring or equipping someone else to expand the kingdom of God? Are you doing ministry to expand the kingdom? Are you mentoring someone? And are you multiplying, sending them out on their own to expand the kingdom of God? Ministry that you do, mentoring of someone else, and then sending them out. Now, who more than anybody had spiritual gifts? And by the way, if you want to know your spiritual gifts, just text gifts test to 52525. Gifts with an S to 52525 and you can uh, discover your spiritual gifts and at least it will be, be a long list and 
These are the ones that are probably more readily to you uh, that you've been using maybe or even thinking about. But I'm going to tell you it's way bigger than you can ask or imagine. So who more than anybody had spiritual gifts and utilized more than one? And that is Jesus. Number one, like Jesus, if we're going to be like Jesus and make a difference like Jesus, we minister by using our gifts to fulfill our mission. Now, I want you to think about this before we get into this. I've talked to a lot of people that say, I only have this gift and I don't have this gift. I want to challenge you to open your mind and your heart to allow God to decide what he has given you. Because I'm going to tell you over my lifetime, I used to think I had this gift. And then God said, years later, oh, you can do this. And then God said, years later, you can do this. And I realized that I had access to a whole lot more than I thought. So just look, look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. There are diversities of gifts. Yes, we all know that. But the same spirit. There are differences of ministries. But the same Lord, and there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. This is what I mean by that. And I'm not going to dwell on this too, too much further. And by the way, um, after we get through this series, Difference Maker, we're going to spend a month on each one of these topics of the D12 that we're going through right now. So we're going to spend a whole month on spiritual gifts. But I want to whet your appetite now. And here's what I want to, here's what I want to challenge you in is that if, if, if when you receive Christ and you get the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you, he doesn't leave anything behind. Remember, there's a diversity of gifts with the same spirit. He's the one who gives gifts. And when he comes into your life, he brings everything he has with you, him, with him, all the gifts, all the power. Remember, the Bible says in Romans that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead Way more powerful than a gift. He, that spirit's in you. And so when you get the spirit, you get everything the spirit has. Now, does that mean that you have all the gifts? <laughs> well, the spirit has all the gifts. The spirit has all the gifts and you have the spirit. Does that mean that you are called to use all of them? Not necessarily. God may have you focused on one, two, or three. But let God decide that. I believe that a lot of people... I don't believe, I know a lot of people talk themselves out of using gifts because they just, for whatever reason, don't believe they have it. They're nervous about using it. They think it's weird or whatever. So they say, I don't have that. And they just, it, and that gift that God gave them access to lays under the tree, still wrapped up. And so I just want you to be thinking, just want you to be thinking, not this, not this. Oh, I got to use them all. God, whatever you want. Remember, it's his gift that he's given you for the mission on your life that he decided. So I just want you to be open for God to do what he wants in your life. Let God decide what he wants to do in your life. So we're going to look at Jesus. And let's go to point one again. Point one in your notes is that like Jesus, we need to use our gifts to do ministry. We minister by using and leveraging the spiritual gifts God has given us. So look at, look at, look at the spiritual gifts that Jesus used. 
This is just a few, by the way. And, and, and maybe something for homework, you can go and look at all the gifts that Jesus used because I think he used more than one. Number one, service. The gift of service. He was a servant. Mark 10.45 says, For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom. Now, you may have the gift of service where you like to serve people, you know, usher or whatever. Cool. Jesus gave his life. What bigger service, what, what bigger expression of the gift of service could you get than that? Miracles. I mean, we all know Jesus did miracles. Mark 10, 51 to 52, Jesus, blind Bartimaeus, the guy was blind, calling out to Jesus. And Jesus said, what do, you want, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately you received the sight. Well, we know Jesus healed the blind, the deaf, the mute, the crippled, cast out demons. We're, we're going to see uh, uh, in the following weeks. He did all these miracles, walked on water. So we had to get the miracles. Had to get the miracles. He was a teacher. All you teachers out there who are teaching in schools, God Gave you the gift to teach. As long as you have that gift, he gave you the gift to teach. Matthew chapter 7, verse 28, 29. So it was after he taught the Sermon on the Mount, on the Mount, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught one as having authority, not as the scribes. He was a prophet, he was a prophetic. Whenever he would perform miracles, not whenever, a lot of times he performed miracles, they said, you're a prophet. Why? Because a prophet was known not only for declaring the word of God, but that the word of God would actually cause something to happen. John 14, 4, 19, after he talked to the woman of the well, she said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Why? Because he, he was prophesying, he was, he was declaring God's word and God's word brought about change. He had words of knowledge when he was in the house and they lowered the guy through the roof who was a paralytic and, and he told the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. And all the religious said, oh, how could he think that? They were thinking in their head. How, who is he to forgive sin? He can't do that. And Jesus said, immediately Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reason within themselves. He says, why do you reason these things in your hearts? He, was, he had words of knowledge. We can go on and on and on about the gifts that Jesus had. Now you may say, well, that's Jesus. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. The same spirit he had, you have. And Jesus said in John 14, 12, the works that I do, you will do. Now some of you say, well, that's Jesus. No, 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 no. Jesus said, what I'm doing, you're supposed to do. Now, are you going to do all that Jesus has? Maybe not, but who's to say how much of it you do? Don't talk yourself out of it by saying, I don't have this, I don't have that. Versus saying, I have the spirit of God in me. And the same spirit that Jesus had in him, I have in me. And the same spirit that gave Jesus all that power and authority and gifts and abilities, that same spirit is in me saying, what do you want to do? Will you, whether you do them all, it doesn't matter. What you want to do is say, Lord, I want to do everything. If you want to make a difference, there are going to be times in your life God's going to speak to you something. And you're going to think, you just, no, nah, that can't be true. And it is. There's going to be times in your life God's going to ask you to pray for someone for healing. And you're going to go, ah. And you, and you keep saying, no, no, no. Say yes. Say yes. So number one, are you, do, are you doing ministry with the gifts? Do you know your gifts? Take the gifts test. Number two, 
Likewise, we mentor others by helping them discover their gifts and their connection to their mission. In my small group, my small group, I said, look, tell me your gifts. And uh, two weeks ago or so, I, I had them, over the last two or three weeks, we've been going over their gifts. I want you to read them out. And they all had to take the gifts test, read out all their gifts to the whole group. And then, they, then I had to say, now tell me what you want to do with those gifts. Who do you want to help? Just start with one. Just start with one. What kind of people do you want to use that gift and what kind of service? Remember, there's a diversity of ministries. Your gifts can be used in lots of different ways. Same Lord. All the different gifts you have and have access to could be used in a lot of different ways. Same spirit. So I say to my group, tell me what they are. Tell me what they are. And look what it says in, in, in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus said, do, they do not need to go away. There's 5,000 men and women and children who are hungry. And the disciple says, we got to send them back because they don't have any food. And Jesus said, no, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said, we only have five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, bring them to me. And what Jesus was doing was, he was like, I'm going to show you how this happens. I'm going to show you how this works. And he broke the bread, blessed it, gave it to his disciples. And they started, five loaves, two fish, started just giving out. 5,000 people, 5,000 men and women and children started giving out, giving out. And it never ran out. So if you, difference maker, are using your gifts as one. But who are you mentoring in using their gifts? Who are you showing? Here's how it works. Here's how you do evangelism. Here's how you serve. Here's how you teach. Here's how you prophesy. Here's how you encourage. Here's how you serve. Who, who's, in whose life are you investing if you really want to make a difference? Remember, our mission is to build the kingdom of God. Our mission is not to go to church. Our mission is to build the kingdom of God. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so first you have to do the ministry and understand what it means to do it. Then you have to mentor someone else like Jesus did with his disciples. And then number three, like Jesus, we multiply by deploying others to use their gifts to fulfill their mission. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. After these things, the Lord appointed 72 others also and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is great, but the labors are few. Isn't it a trip? He says, I'm going to go there. Ah, no, you guys go there. You guys go ahead of me and you guys do the ministry. And therefore the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers. And then in verse 17, it says... The 70 returned with joy saying, the Lord, even demons are subject to your name. What happened? They went out and they did it. They saw that it worked. Now, go back to the beginning. If God gives you a gift and you just don't open it, no good. And then you're the person in church going, well, I don't have any gifts. God doesn't do anything for me. And he's like, that's right here. I gave it to you. Matter of fact, I gave you a few and you had access to even more. You never asked. You never prayed. You never took a step of faith. Never. You just heard somebody tell you you only have one gift and God doesn't give gifts to everybody and everybody's got their gift. Great. But, but let him decide what that is. Don't shut him down. 
Listen to his voice and, and, and receive the mission he's given you for your life and say, Lord, if I really want to make a difference, I have to be surrendered. Remember, he said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself, pick up the cross, and then follow him. Stop trying to figure everything out. Trust him by faith. Listen to that small, still voice. Uh, we're going to do a sermon in the series talking about having a kingdom mindset. And I'm going to talk about the first time I prayed for someone to be healed in a public place, which is standing right in this room. And God said, pray right now for people's legs to be healed. It was crazy. And i like, okay. I'm not going to tell the story giveaway now. But it was one of those times where I was like, me, you want me to do that? He said, yeah. Yeah. But I don't, he said, just do it. Let me encourage you. Lord, I just want everything you have for me. Now, the best gift he can give you is salvation. Oh, imagine that. He wants to just give you eternal life. He wants to just give you his presence, his spirit. He wants to give you what comes with that clarity. By the way, what comes with salvation is the Holy Spirit. And what comes with the Holy Spirit is clarity, power, anointing, purpose. And many of you have asked Christ to be your savior and you have none of that being exercised in your life. You're just as confused as you were before. You're just as discouraged as you were before. Why? Because God gave you salvation and all that comes with it and you just put it and let it sit there. You thought it was just I'm going to heaven and then you went about your business and you left it right here. The Bible says in Philippians to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It doesn't mean to work to get it. It means to work it out and exercise it. Understand it. Use it. Open it up. And so I want to give you an opportunity to say, Lord, I want the gift of salvation. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. You can't pay it back. You just have to open it and enjoy it. And all you have to do is as simple as ABC. Admit that you're a sinner, that you don't deserve it. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Believe that Jesus loves you, that he died and rose from the dead for you. And then commit your life to him. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes right now. And just believe that God wants way more for you than you could ever ask or imagine. And that God, ask God to give you the faith to receive it. So let's bow for a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, you have blessed us with so much. And I pray that we would have the faith to receive it. If you would like to receive the gift of salvation, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin is wrong. I believe that you love me, that you died and rose from the dead for me. I commit my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Fill me with the spirit of God. I want to be born again and receive the gift of salvation. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, there was a button on your screen. Raise your hand button or you could tell us that you got a text saved to 52525. And we want to help you in your relationship. We want to help you open up that gift and use it. Grow in it. If you would like to get in a group, we want to encourage all of you to get in groups, text groups to 52525 because it's in the context of a group.
that you're going to be discipled, that you're going to grow, be held accountable, and be encouraged. God bless you. Next week, we're going to continue this series called The Difference Maker. And I'm going to be praying that this week, God, open your eyes up to your gifts, that you learn about your gifts and you start to investigate them and walk in them and watch what God does in your life. God bless you.